0: his glory among the nations his marvelous works among all the peoples from the book of chronicles first chronicles listeners the rpr welcome back to the show we're coming to you live from 2019 thirst call to mission myself your host father craig holkhalter along with mike kidrowski Mike, you know, if you look at the menu, the program here of yes. speakers,
1: you have incredible,
0: I- incredible. Curtis Martin, founder of, of Focus uh, Cat Chat, a wonderful youth apostolate of the Catholic Church. Uh, I'm excited personally we get to say hello and we get to speak with uh, later on in the show. Uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers um, and of Dr. Ed Cherie, uh Father Leo was last night. I- it's it's an incredible lineup of speakers. And presenters that are living uh, what Bishop Kagan was saying, the new evangelization and bringing the gospel to the world. They have been evangelized, and now they are out to share that experience, that encounter with the Eucharistic
1: Lord to others. Yes, and if you're just joining us, folks, uh, we're live from the Bismarck Event Center in Bismarck, North Dakota. We are uh, at the Thirst Eucharistic Conference, and we have uh, a very special guest, uh, Jeanette Howe. Welcome, Jeanette. Well, thank you for the welcome. It's good to be here. It's great to have you here. You, you come from the Diocese of uh, St. Paul. I do, indeed. And great, great to have you. Uh, now, you, you're one of our speakers here uh, later on, and uh, can you tell us a little, you have an interesting story. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I was raised in the Midwest, in a sleepy little town, rural town. My father was a physician in the town, my mother a very happy stay-at-home mom she loved being mother and she was a good one and uh, we had that great opportunity of being able to travel so I not only grew up in this uh, great little peaceful community but we were able to see uh, the world so we did a lot of traveling I came time to um, pursue some studies and I wanted to do that in the field of nursing so I ended up going to um, a neighboring state I uh, uh, got my degree there mm-hmm. and then I, I guess you might say I just kept going north. <laughs> ah. I, I, uh, I got a, a secured a job in St. Paul, Minneapolis area as a nurse and it was the best decision I made because I met my husband uh, in the operating room. <laughs> he's, he's also in the medical field.
1: Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now Father, we're talking with uh, J- uh, Jeanette Howe and uh, she's got an apostolate called Seven Sisters that I've been reading about and uh, anxious to hear what jo- Jeanette has to say. Yeah, if you could speak to us a little bit, uh, Jeanette, about, um,
0: of course, you, you're very heavily involved in the efforts of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, and wonderful life, and, and you raised a priest, uh, Father Spencer Howe the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Um, talk to us about how this originated and what moved in your heart uh... to give to the church the seven sisters apostolate
2: okay well it it started in the best of ways i didn't know i was starting anything <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the best mm. way to start so uh, basically i started praying for my pastor who at that time was the rector of the uh, the saint paul cathedral I uh, was meeting with him uh, on a typical day of spiritual direction and prayer, and something moved my heart that day uh, that said, I, I need to help fuel something I see in him that's so generous and something I'm never going to be. I'm not going to be a priest. I don't know much about the priestly life, but I can do something. I can pray. Mm. So it was as simple as that, I, I walked around one of our 10,000 lakes in Minnesota, and uh, the idea came very easily. Uh, didn't seem very profound, and I thought I could offer a holy hour just for Father, uh, only for Him, His well-being, His sanctity, and uh, it started that week. I started on Thursday. I didn't have a whole lot of confidence so I, in my, my own self, so I, I thought I'll go on Thursday, the day that is the institution of Holy Eucharist and Holy Orders, a lot of graces and extra power maybe, and then I decided to pray that holy hour during the hour of divine mercy
0: that that's wonderful you um in in praying for that and then moving that from your own spirituality to what is really a movement um d- did you did that did people come to you was it certainly guided by the holy spirit or how did it open up away from uh float if you will or how did it progress from just you to recognizing that you have a whole apostolate doing this duty and praying for the sanctity of priests which is so important and i do want you to speak about that as you have a son who's a priest but before we get to that talk to us a little bit how this became such a movement
2: okay so again uh not thinking i'm starting anything and uh, i I really don't even know the date it was somewhere in the summer of 2010 and i continued uh to to uh, uh, meet with the lord in front of the blessed sacrament uh every week and it wasn't as easy as i thought Mm. To really just be praying for one person, Mm. even though I I love this priest, and I knew him quite well, but uh, it was a challenge, and I knew if the Lord had asked me to do that, given me that inspiration to do that, he would help me, and he did. So then it became, uh, uh, Thursdays could hardly come fast enough. Is, Is it Thursday yet? Is it time to pray for Father? Now, Father didn't know I was praying for him, and sometimes when I was in the Adoration Chapel, Father would make a visit, and it was such a joy. To see Father uh, adoring our Lord with me, and I'm praying for him. It was just that, that hidden uh, sense of, of goodness and joy. So then, about nine months after doing this type of prayer every week, I was praying for Father in, in the typical manner. I was uh, meditating on the wounds of Christ. I was kneeling, I was uh, uh, going around. Uh, I was, of each uh, wound of Christ, asking for mercy for Father. It was a typical way I started my prayer for him. And about when I was finished with that, uh, something uh, came within my heart, the word seven sisters. And I'm thinking, I have no clue what that means. My mother is one of seven sisters. That's about as close as I came to Mm. what that might mean. Um, And I thought maybe I misunderstood. I thought, well, it must be the seven sorrows chaplet, which seemed fitting as a segue from what Mm. I was just doing. So I leaned over uh, into my purse uh, to get the chaplet out of my purse. And when I did that, it was very clear, not audible very clear interiorly, and very firm, seven sisters. So with the chaplet in my hand, I sat down, and in an instant I knew how edifying this is for me. I hope it is for Father. And what if other women were able to do this? Um, it We could cover an entire week. Something I can't do, but together I could do it.
0: What an amazing... Clarity you reached in that encounter in that time before our Lord in the Eucharist. Bishop Kagan, I don't know if you tuned in. Jeanette, he spoke of the power that encounter is between the soul and, and the Eucharist uh, in adoration. And of course, uh, Thirst 2019, in a wonderful way, is allowing the window and, and the doors open for all attendees to spend time to let that encounter happen for our Lord to come to us into our hearts. And you speak with such an, uh, a clarity in that moment that you knew, you thought it would be uh, the seven sorrows, but in an instant, as you just described, mm-hmm. it was seven sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that moved into not just Thursdays and the anticipation of that, but every day of the week with friends and acquaintances, other women.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why women, Jeanette?
2: Right. Good question. And I had the same question, Father. <laughs> So as it turns out, I, w- I had already had a pre-designated uh, uh, time with with Father Johnson the following Friday for another time of direction. So this uh, encounter was on a Thursday. And so when I met with Father, I, I opened up uh, what had happened. I didn't really know what it meant. Uh, he was my director. I, I needed him to help me. And my first question was, but what about the men, Father? And Father said, you know, this is, this is a word that's given to you. It speaks about women, doesn't it? And he said, we don't know, but he said, first of all, we need to test the Spirit. And, and he, he, he leaned forward in his chair and he said, and I do believe it is from the Holy Spirit, but again, we need to test it. And so he had a plan right away. He said, I want you to add six other uh, 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 churches uh, into the mix. So including the cathedral, it would be seven. You explain to the six women what you are doing, what you have been doing, and in turn, they will explain the same to six other women. So in, a, in wow. essence, we're starting with 49, and he said, this is going to explode if it is from the Holy Spirit, but I want you to do that for one year. Then like St. Paul, go back around and see how things are going. So to get back to the question about men, he said, perhaps the Lord is doing something in the hearts of women in this. He said, there's plenty of things men do in the Catholic Church. This is for women. So. What? Well.
0: That's that's incredible. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit taken back just because of the clarity um, with which the Lord I- I- is speaking, you know, to you, to your heart, uh, Jeanette, and I, and I want to be able to t- to impress that upon our listeners of the power. This started with you making your uh, on your own will, uh, certainly guided by your own Catholic faith, visits to our Lord in the Eucharist and your your hour of visit and conversation, which is what that is, friends. That's what the prayer is in adoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bishop Kagan was great, <laughs> saying, we need to shut up a little bit, and we need to allow our Lord to speak more, because uh, that's the power of God. But Mike, what an amazing, uh, what an amazing encounter that is, and, and for our listeners to hear that, yes. the power of adoration. <laughs> it seems like that is the root of this. Is that correct? Exactly.
2: Gina? Exactly. And it's the fuel of it, still. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's the gasoline. That's it what is. motivates it. It's it not is. your talent. It's not your skill set. Of course, our Lord blesses okay. that. Mm-hmm. He graces that. Grace uh, flows into the order of nature. Uh, but without that encounter, this does not happen. In the yeah, same way a, uh-huh. that the apostles encountered our Lord, uh, that does not
1: happen. Yeah, this is a, a, a just an awesome, awesome story, Jeanette, of uh, a testimony of, of your faith, of your openness uh, to the Word of God. And look where it has <laughs> taken you. <laughs> and I was just reading a little bit more about uh, the Seven Sisters uh, Apostolate. And currently, uh, we were visiting uh, a little bit uh, earlier about this. Uh, and uh, you have uh, over 1,200 active groups now, mm-hmm. and internationally, internationally nearing 10,000. That's incredible. And, uh, folks, uh, we're coming up on a break here. Uh, We're broadcasting live from uh, the uh, Event Center in Bismarck, North Dakota. The Event Center has turned into the Eucharistic Congress. This is a holy place. When you step in here, you will sense a holy place. Uh, My name is Mike Kidrowski, and I'm here with uh, uh, Father Craig Holcalter. And uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. We'll be back with more of this awesome story of Jeanette Howe. Don't go away.